0: Welcome to episode one forty two of Wing Sauce. It's just Connor and I today. Tyler is out celebrating his grandpa's birthday. Um, so happy birthday to Tyler's grandpa! Um, how you doing, Connor?
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, we got. I feel like the entire winter's worth of snow here in the past like couple days. Um, so that's been that's been fun to at least see some snow on the ground instead of like mm-hmm. gray and and thirty. Uh, right but yeah about you.
0: yeah uh honestly we didn't get that much snow i mean we got like six inches that one day but it's been yeah. <clears throat> fairly wet it's been raining more so it has been kind of nice because i've only had to shovel my driveway like twice nice uh, which is beneficial when i say shovel i mean use the snowblower <laughs>
1: um yeah when i say shovel i mean actually shovel do you really <laughs> yeah it's horrible yeah your dri- driveway yeah no, our driveway is huge
0: that's what i think your driveway is pretty freaking big it's a du- it's a double wraparound isn't it
1: it's like a half circle. Yeah. And then it kind of has like a pull into the driveway. So it's a little bigger, but, um, we have like two, like we had two snowblowers and one of them, uh, I, I, we have two snow snowblowers in here, both broken that people have given me that said worked that don't work. So I'm like, I'm just going (laughs) to stop accepting snowblowers at this point. I'm just collecting them. (laughs) Uh, and they're sitting in my, in my garage. I don't even know what to do with them. So I need to throw them at the, down by the curb and see if somebody wants to, to work on them or throw them away. Scrap metal. But yeah, exactly. So that's been horrible. I just look at those in my in my garage taking up space while I grab my shovel to go spend an hour doing the driveway. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well, I got an electric, uh electric snowboard, which works great on my little my driveway. It's not mm-hmm. too big, but my neighbor, I was like, Hey, I'll go do yours since her husband was uh working. So I did I it was so her driveway is doubled the size of mine. Oh, it, yeah. I can only do half of it. It ate my battery up and the snow <laughs> was so thick on her side because she has no tree coverage. Yeah. So it's just like just like double the thickness of mine. know, super wet snow. Um, yeah, that's needless to say, the electric ones. <laughs> yeah, didn't work out well. Yeah, the gas ones can take it, but not the electric. Yeah, I, I went through like two batteries, two, two <laughs> cycles of batteries to get it done. But uh, yeah. it got done at least. <clears throat> so, yeah. Red Wings hockey, they're 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 actually enjoying some. Hopefully, most of them were went down south or somewhere warm mm-hmm. um, and didn't stay in Michigan for the All Star break. That's uh, happening, I guess, essentially now. Um, All Star game is when Saturday. Yeah, th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's something, something like
1: that. that. Yeah, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that people are having some having a good time, uh, especially after coming off the, which we'll get into this as well, but the Father's trip. Which is uh, the annual father's trip, which is always fun to see uh, the the players do with their dads, or mm-hmm. and some of it like they call it the fathers and mentors trip. Um, but every team does that. I feel like it's been in pause for the past couple of years with COVID. So I know that people are excited about that as far as the players go. Uh, and then yeah, going into a nice little break there after going, I think where they go two and one over the past two and three? one, yeah, yeah, which isn't isn't the worst thing ever. Ran into a super hot goalie. Sorkin's probably playing the best. He's the best in the league right now, right? I mean, I would, I would, I would Easy. think Islander, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's tough. But either way, yeah, you want him to win that last game going into break. Two and one's not bad against some decent teams and teams that you should you should beat, you know. But they're not like a uh, you know they're not Chicago or Arizona. They're not just the complete bottom of the of the league. So that's a couple of solid wins there. Is they have a well deserved break for a team that you know you got some young guys in here playing. Uh, for not that many full seasons in the NHL, so you want to have a good rest there and get ready for the second half of the season because last year was absolute garbage coming out of the. One hundred percent,
0: one hundred percent. Um, so let, let's just jump into that San Jose game. So I, I I was watching it the other day or this morning actually the recap of it mm-hmm. and two two of the goals kind of stuck stuck out to me right yeah. the, the the second one. This or, or the, the both triangles, excuse me, both goals, uh One was a shorthanded goal, and then the other one uh I, I have uh, brought up. I was going to show you and look, get your thoughts on it. Yeah, Myers shot <clears throat> in front for a off. hold down. back. <clears throat> of course, it's going to do the weird freezing thing. But what yeah. got me is there's all five players are right around the goalie. Yeah, none none of them are, in my opinion why is this not playing of course down
1: same spot that stuff yeah uh, I know I know which I know this goal though I was watching this one live too um, yeah but I don't think uh having five guys that low I, I think that you could have done they could have done a better job of being in a position that maybe stops that goal when you have that mm-hmm. many guys down low but I don't think a lot of hockey fans picked up on Uh, what was actually happening on that shift. What happened on that shift was that there was about a minute and a half in our own zone. This is in the second period. And if you're a hockey fan or if you played hockey, uh, mostly if you played hockey, you know, second periods are, the you have to almost play a different style of hockey because the boards, uh, the shift changes are farther down the ice. So if you're a defenseman in the second period and you're by your own goal, to get off the ice you have to go all the way to the far bench that means the puck has to be down low in the offensive zone what happened here was that they had a full shift this was cider and uh I don't know who he was playing with maybe Sherrod or um somebody but cider looks looks like Wallman Wallman okay so cider and Wallman were out there for about I don't know a minute and a half a super long shift but it was in their own zone they get the puck out and the puck goes to Fabry on in the neutral zone Fabry throws a puck nonchalantly across the ice when he's at the offensive zone, uh, like that blue line, mm-hmm. which is a turnover at that point. Fabry was able to change and he got off. So he's fresh. What wasn't able to happen was Sider and Wallman. The puck didn't get low enough, so they couldn't change. They were already going on almost two minutes at that point and the puck got turned over on the offensive zone. They had to go back. And if you look at Sider on that goal, he looks like he's about to keel over. Oh, I mean, uh, he's, he's he's holding the net. Yeah, he he's probably at two and a half minutes by the time the goal scored, maybe even longer, which is outrageous. And uh, so that goal doesn't happen if you get the puck in deep and if you have situational awareness. If you're off, uh, like Fabry or any uh, <laughs> offensive guy, and you have to like, I know that if there's a guy that's, people have to be yelling, "Hey, get like deep. We need change." You know, you have to you have to know who's out there with you. You have to know how long they've been out there part of that's on the goalie when they, you know, when they're talking, but with Fabry being all the way in the offensive zone, you can't hear them. It's that's really just, in my opinion, when you go back 30 seconds before that goal, that's exactly what happened. And okay. right when that happened, I was like, they're screwed. They could, there's no, there's no way that they'll be able to, they need to get lucky and have a turnover from the offensive zone. Cause at that point it's almost a power play. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you break down the actual goal, I don't know if the forwards came down because they realized that they're, the d men were dead. You could tell the d men were not chasing behind the net. They weren't, they were basically playing like a survive uh, type of style of hockey, like clog the net as close as possible. Try to block shots, you know, almost don't let the puck get by because we can't do anything else. We're so tired and it makes them look really bad when you hold and show that like 10 second clip. You're like, what the hell is Sider doing? What, what is Wallman doing? They can't even get the puck. They're losing all these battles. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, they absolutely are. They've got fresh legs they're going against.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. See, that's why I was like bringing that stuff up, you know, someone that's, you know, a little bit more versed in the hockey world than me, just because, mm-hmm. you know, for the average fan, we, we don't really notice that kind of thing, you know, those breakdowns like that, like you just had. So it's good having that in depth kind of view of like, all right, well, yes, this is a breakdown in the play, but 30 seconds prior is what caused that breakdown. It necessarily wasn't, you know, Sider and Woman's fault per se, um, as much as it, you know, it was the whole entire line at that point kind of being the better situational awareness of who's on the who's on the ice and who needs to change
1: right and I think that at that point like even if they're watching film at the end like Sider and Wallman went to play that if they were fresh there they're playing that that whole play differently they're able Mm -hmm. to put pressure on the D they're able to chase behind the net a little bit and put pressure on the or on the uh, uh, the forward up there and make him so he's not able to like crash the net Um, but when they're watching film I guarantee that they're going and showing that shift at like two minutes and 56 seconds that that the D-men are out there. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, you have to play like a survive style of hockey where you hug the post, you make sure they can't wrap it around, the forwards come down, center's got to help at that point a lot more than what he would have normally done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just, that's a, that's a bad break. And I think it goes back to the neutral zone and it can kill you. But the second period that everybody knows that you play hockey, that you play a different style, the only way to change is if you get the puck in deep, especially for a defenseman
0: yeah uh, i mean overall though good game um uh, mm-hmm. you know coming out coming out with a win it, i i don't i like the two points i do like the two points i don't like giving a point away though um
1: yeah luckily if you're going you know, to though give it to give it to a team like that i mean they no 100 percent.
0: Yeah. i mean but not necessarily i mean montreal doesn't need a point in my opinion mm-hmm. they can they they. <laughs> we need to keep points off of them if it yeah. all need be um but yeah, San Jose game overall good. Um, liked it. Uh, Larkin had his 400th point in that game. Yeah. Um, again, not a very good captain, not a very good center. He's only got 400 <laughs> points in the league, so.
1: Yeah, I think do you see the list that he was on with like the youngest players in Red Wings history to get 400 points.
0: Probably not like, very good, is it?
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, no, It's like all Hall of Famers. Um, so he was, uh, I, you know, I think he was top five. He was, you know, there's some people like Isman that got it super young and. But overall, I mean, he's right there with some big, big names. So, so speaking, of, speaking of speaking of
0: players, um, hold on one second. We got Mister Sider with mm-hmm. his fifth multi-point game of the season. January twenty sixth, he had three assists. Uh, November nineteenth, he had three assists. January tenth, four assists. November sixth, four two assists, and then November twenty eighth, one goal, one assist. He became the first defenseman in Red Wing history with a trio of three assist games at twenty one or younger. So. Calder, Calder winner right there. Um, Yeah. Still, still, still playing great hockey. I I feel like a lot of people thought like him, him and Raymond both, like they didn't come out like screaming hot. And so everyone's kind of like, Oh, that was just like a one-off situation. I mean, that's, that's not the case with either of those players in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a little harder to say that about cider than it is Raymond. Raymond as a forward, you really have to put, uh, you got to put points up for fans to be like, Oh yeah, he's playing well or not. Well, um, which he started off slower. I think cider it's a little bit different because, if he, I mean, his plus minus isn't great. His points start off slower, Mm -hmm. even though he's picked it up. If you take away the first five, 10 games, he's probably on a really good pace in the last 30 games, but all he's got to do is play good D. And if you get some points, which he has been, that's a huge plus. Uh, but yeah, to your point, I feel like they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit. And, uh, and that's a good thing though. I mean, you want, you want the team to just be okay playing well. You don't need anybody to be absolutely crazy and have eyes on you all the time, although it's nice. I'm sure other the teams that you're playing against know who's on the ice, especially when it's like Cider and Raymond and Larkin and and guys like that. Um, but I will say there there's another guy that's been playing really well. You said it. Um, they've been talking about him a ton. Rass. He had yeah, Rass. He had that the pass across in the game Dude, with her and OT the other day. Fucking and...
0: nasty that was nasty. So <clears throat> I'm glad <clears throat> you brought that up. That was one yeah. of the best plays I've seen by Rass in a minute. Head yeah. up, knowing what's going on. I mean, great, great awareness by Cider, right? To mm-hmm. to 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 be like again, slow that play down. But Rasmussen, I mean make sure hats it's off to,
1: yeah Hats
0: off to Rasmussen, though. That was a fucking silky pass. Nice yeah. sauce, right to Fabry. I mean, well executed the whole entire the whole entire play there.
1: Yeah, he really created like he created that two on one with with Cider. So on that blue line, Cider had to get over the blue line. The D was pinching him to make sure that it wouldn't it was offside but Ras was able to pull him a little bit away so Cider could get the puck over the blue line and make sure the play was onside. They created that 2-on-1 with the high high 2-on-1 on the blue line. When he passed it over to Rasmussen, then it went to a 2-on-1 with him and Fabry. Uh, he pulled it over and made the D really collapse on him. The D dove down, and, and he was able to slide it across the crease for an easy tap-in. So th- those are ones that Fabry, absolutely, I mean, you exactly. love that as a forward. Um, he just a tap-in. You, you can't miss it which
0: big, big juicy meatball is coming across.
1: Yeah. You need those for the confidence too. I mean, mean, especially
0: Fabry, right. Coming back off an injury, dude, he's been hot lately. So that's huge confidence boost for him. Speaking of Rasmussen though, earlier in the game, he got knocked down at the the blue line, Mm -hmm. got back up into the play and ended up scoring. Um, Yeah. Just that's the shit I've been talking about. He's been, I don't know what happened in the off season. I don't know if he's like, Hey, I got to step it up because maybe he felt the pressure, right? He felt the heat like, Hey, if I'm not playing hockey, like I need to play, I'm not going to be here um but i yeah. i like him i like him as a trade chip right i do like Rasmussen. and mm-hmm. i'd love to see him stay but at the same time if we can get something in return i mean i'm not opposed to moving him um,
1: yeah no i mean and, and we've talked about it a ton there's been a couple guys that are on the no trade list but there's not too many guys that that i wouldn't trade right now on the team yeah. i mean basically it's cider <laughs> like it's that the list is dwindling more and more and like obviously i put larkin on there too but there's so much that goes into uh what's happening contractually like only him oh, his camp and i'm and glad you I brought that up that.
0: so remember the biz question right so i think we talked about it briefly um, yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw i saw some stuff afterwards come out like after the fact like after we spoke about it and like do you think that was an inappropriate question mm. I, I mean coming coming from a yeah. fan point of view i, no, I like coming yeah. coming from a reporter point of view it's kind of like eh, it's not the most appropriate time to ask that
1: i don't fault either side of that like Larkin has a right to be like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like, why am I getting asked that question? And then this right. has the right to answer it. And as a fan, I want, like, as a fan, I want Biz to ask the question, but I also don't fault Larkin for having that response. I think the whole situation was exactly how I would see it played yeah. out. Would I ask a different question, knowing that he's not going to answer it 15 minutes before a game? Yeah, because you basically just wasted a question. But uh, I mean, I honestly, I don't, it is what it is at that point. I don't fault anybody. You have the right to a- ask and answer however you want. And uh, I would have done, if I'm Biz, I ask the question. If I'm Larkin, I handle that exactly how I did. Be like, what am I doing? I'm about to go play a game. So, uh, but like, you know, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. Yeah, finish your statement, please.
1: No, I was going to say, uh, kind of going back to like the the trade piece and, and talking about Larkin. Um, I we, we talked about like, I've always put him on, I wouldn't want to trade him. I feel like trading him makes your team take a step back in the building process for like two years. To, to if
0: depending, okay, I get what you're going. The only time I can see it being okay is if we're getting a similar piece, right? It's almost like a, a an eye for an apple for an apple, right? Like, yeah. Like if you're
1: getting, so. if you're getting a guy that's our, that, that plays, has a point production that plays the power play and penalty kill and has the same ice time, like all, basically the same player. If you're getting yep. him, he's already signed for like five years or whatever, then yeah, because you basically just cut out all the contract talk and now you have a player that's Larkin and you don't have to worry about resigning him for five more years. But yep. if you trade him for future like a draft pick or i don't like that because you know your team is basically pushed off the rebuild for two years three
0: years yeah exactly like you're i feel like now in my opinion we're at the tail end of the rebuild like with the lights at the end of the tunnel we can see what's going to happen yeah by removing larkin (laughs) from that and not getting a a similar piece in return we're not getting an nhl player. you have to take an
1: you have to get an nhl player back from that is a high caliber
0: top six forward we need a top six forward
1: Yeah. Like, well, not, and and it's almost at a centerman at that point because forwards, you can, I mean, centermen are so much more valuable. And I think people don't realize that all the time. They look at like point production for a forward or a forward. Centermen are a dime a dozen. Cannot find a top six or top two center. It's, uh, look at how much they're, the cadre, like he's making one center money because he's a, Unbelievable top two center and a number one center on. I mean,
0: I feel like Colorado's that. feeling that feeling that miss from Cadre. I mean, oh Don't sure, go wrong. And, uh, still, they would... still good, but th- you can tell they're missing Cadre.
1: Yeah, and I think they knew that right away. There's not a you're you can't replace that guy. You can't replace like a Bergeron or or a nope. guy like that. Um, so there that's why it's so difficult. But yeah, and then even if you get dra- draft picks back for Larkin, that means you have to hit on that draft. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but there's always a gamble. Like right now, you know, you have a Connor. We're not, dra- we're not playing the draft.
0: We're <clears> not playing the draft lottery. We never win that ever.
1: No, well, not even the lottery. At the, you know what I mean? Like I know, pick, I'm just saying, picking a player and then hopefully that that player turns out to be. All I can guy. say is
0: so far, so far, I don't know if these are Iserman scouting or if it mm-hmm. was Ken, Holl- Ken Holland scouting. Um, or but I mean, Bergeron's looking good. Sider Raymond. Oh, that's always what I'm no. saying. Yeah. They're they, draft,
1: do I, they don't have any reason to, for me to believe that they're not going to hit it. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's always a gamble when you're picking a guy. It doesn't matter how good like. Let's say your hit rate is 99%. There's a 1% chance that you don't get a guy that's good. And right now you have 100% chance that you have an all-star on your team on your number one center. Like he's going to the all-star game. <laughs> he's an all-star. That's a fact. So um, that's why I don't like it. But so kind of rounding out what I was talking about Larkin is it all depends and why I don't put them on like, Oh, you can't move them. You can't trade them. We have no idea of the conversation that his camp is having with Heizermann. If they're completely deadlocked against each other and it's not worth talking about, then you have to open the door to say, okay, well, I mean, if we aren't, if we're not going to sign you, we need to get something in return so, back, but you have no idea what's happening behind the wall.
0: All right. So on that, what, so what, at what point do you walk away from the conversation? At what point are we like, listen, this Larkin, no, dude, not happening. We're not paying you 15 million. I, I, I'm just throwing a random number out there. But what number is out there that's like, no, not happening too much? you know? Is there is there a number like that for you, Connor? Or-? I mean, it
1: gets to like that nine-ish million, right? And then it depends how uh, things are. Maybe not Outworded. so much on this part, like, it, like how things are structured. But really, at that point, it doesn't even matter too much. Um, but then also years. Like, you're going to be paying a guy that could be in his, he's going to be, uh, what is he, 28, 20, Mm. somewhere around there, 27. I think. Yeah. So then, like, if you have an eight year contract, then (laughs) it's nine nine million a year. You don't really want to be paying a guy that's not, that's, you know, mid 30s coming and maybe not producing that well, $9 million, even if the cap gets raised that high. But if you want to front load it, that, you know, there's there's so many things Mm. that you could do. Um, that's my that's I, I wouldn't even say that's like the going away number walking away because you're probably really close at that point but nine million starts to get really that a little dicey at that point
0: yeah so there's been some trade uh some like articles coming out the first because you know everyone knows uh the trade deadline's coming up in march yeah. um but there's been some recent talkings that the rentals may be buyers um as opposed to sellers at the trade deadline uh mm-hmm. horvat but horvat has been one of the uh names on the about list. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? And how, like, who would we need to trade to get that done? Because we're not trading Larkin for Horvat. Would you no, trade but... cop? Would you trade cop or something, and and then try to do something like that, and then have Larkin Horvat down the middle?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see something like that. But I, I think another trade piece, and I don't, you'd have to add something to it. Is I talk, I think Bertuzzi is getting talked about a ton in the uh in the trade market right now, and and part of that is because he, <laughs> he's on contract talks. He's probably going to a lot want. A decent amount there. He's had injuries. This it's gonna be a probably a not a super great negotiation. He's gonna want more than he's probably going to get. Um then you might lose him, but he's a really good player, obviously. So I think he could be a part of a package for a guy like like Bo Horvat, but uh there's a lot of other places that Bo Horvat, Bo, Bo Horvat <laughs> might want to play. And I don't know what kind of no trade clause he's got or or whatever, but um I don't know. That's I don't really I don't have a great answer for you. I just don't I can't see him coming here. But I can yeah. see the wings still being buyers at this point. But
0: are we going to be buyers like last year um, or, you know, during free agency where it's kind of like those those lower level players? Or, or are we looking to actually sign somebody, you know, like everyone like that? Personally, I still am like 50-50 on the cop, right? Like he he's not a when he's playing well, he's playing well. Like, I know yeah. that's a stupid thing, but like he's not consistent. I don't see him consistently playing quality hockey and everyone's saying, well, you know, they're putting at, you know, either the top line. Um, he's cause he is playing top line sometimes with Larkin playing second line center, but it's like, well, if that's the case, flip him back, put Larkin on top line and put cop in second line where he played with the Rangers and, and you know, where he thrived. I, I just don't, I don't know. He's, he's too, he's too hit or miss for me. And I think we, I think we overpaid in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, so he started off really, uh, pretty slow, which mm-hmm. I think coming on a new coming in team that's rebuilding. I don't think that's a crazy surprise. I think he, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I also think that in the past 20 games, he's been pretty consistent though. Um, if you look at his point production, I don't know what it is. If you pulled up the past 20 games, I, probably, I bet it's halfway decent um, right now. He's on pace for how many points like
0: mm, he's got 48 40. games played 26 points. So 52, so 50 ish. Uh,
1: yeah. And I don't know if that's like the worst thing ever. I think that again, going off this production outside of the first 10 games, he's probably on pace for a little bit more. So hopefully he's going to get, I think you want, you want to be, if you're a second line center, making what he's making again, which isn't like crazy, crazy amount. You want to no. be right on 60. Um, I think in point production, I, I don't hate the the signing of cop only because if you remember who is on, uh, who was on the market, he was basically one of the top guys. It was like looked at as you have to sign one of three guys: Kadri, Trocheck, or Kop. Oh, Trocheck,
0: that's who it was. Damn it, that was killing me.
1: Oh yeah, and I I don't know. I don't see it being that bad. I, I don't think Trocheck and him are that different of a player. Uh, Would you've liked Kadri instead?
0: If we could, well, yeah, that he's going
1: to co- cost an extra three or four million. I mean, do you he's, think he's hey, worth hey, it? Like, um, do you, I think on our team, is, do you think he's worth it? Oh on our team no yeah. because of I, okay. I just we need the okay. money to spend somewhere else but i think if you're okay. on a team yeah Kadri's made himself worth it like the market is what the market is he's getting paid that he's totally worth it um, because of what he's done i don't think he's a great fit on the red wings right now just where they're at in like a rebuild process yeah. but if he if they were doing really well and they needed like one piece b- before making like a big run then he's the perfect player he's great in the playoffs uh, he's like an absolute rat and a menace, and you don't want to play against him, but we're not even there yet, so it's not worth paying him that much.
0: So did you see Ovechkin's 812 goal? <laughs> Power play oh, goal yeah. against... Uh,
1: yep, it's the the did, class, He, he, he
0: did, Literally, I watched it. Did not move his feet for 10 seconds.
1: Yeah and no wonder he can stay out there like I, we were talking about long shifts the other uh, earlier in this episode right and no wonder he can stay out there for 4 minutes he doesn't he doesn't skate like of course he he can stay out there
0: the cra- <laughs> the craziest thing is though is like it i you would think by having four players right and then one Ovechkin mm-hmm. it'd be a disadvantage yeah because you have four players playing defense against you know five but no it, that's not the case because you have Ovechkin who just scores from it literally if he's in that spot I wonder what his percentage rate is scoring from that. It's gotta be like 30% or something crazy.
1: Yeah, something crazy.
0: Yeah, so like Um,
1: But you need to have a guy on him. So it's really not even five on or uh four and five. It's almost like four on four with the with the ice being a little bit more open in the offensive (laughs) zone because you have you have to have a guy on him. And the second he like, that defenseman moves, which is what happened in that yep. in that clip, he went down. It. He went down
0: to cover the net, and then fucked. He's gone. And
1: he was like, "Shit!" And you know, he was playing Ovechkin. Face? Yeah, oh yeah. You you know that he was playing Ovechkin in a way where the coach told him like, if Ovechkin scores off of this, I'm gonna kill you. And yeah. like that's how he was playing the like where he's like, I have to stay on him, Ovechkin. I, anybody else can score, and then he moved the stick <laughs> for two seconds. Is absolutely the is missile goal. Well, it's the
0: tip. It's the typical like <clears throat> the typical thing where like you have a guy coming down, so you want to kind of block him, but then just like you you can't because it's a trick. It's a a right. trap. That's the that's the trap. They got you on it. Like as soon as Ovechkin's open, it's over.
1: Yep, cheat code for sure.
0: It, I mean, it literally is the <laughs> dude. I can't believe I, I've never really seen it to that like that magnitude where he's literally not moving and his yeah. stick oh, is yeah. his stick is up. It's literally just doing this. It's like
1: well it's the classic there's been so many of those uh the the clips where somebody was like talking they put the controller died uh, video on it i mean that's been happening his whole career so i i've seen it a lot where or he's even like back checking and he's got his hands on his on his uh uh on his hip or his stick is like across. he's got two hands on a stick and he's just like going gliding down (laughs) the ice and it's like oh shoot my controller died type of thing and then you Pug the controller back in, and he starts skating again. And it's like that. He I've never seen a guy do that so often. <laughs>
0: but he's not even, it's not like he's slow either. You know what I'm saying? You, you think he's like a super slow player. He's not really slow. He's hes pretty explosive when it comes down to it. I oh, mean, yeah. When
1: he wants, I think we talked about it last yeah, episode. It's so, we were talking so, about Stamkos and Ovechkin. Yeah. And that's, it's so and crazy. It's like, right? well, that Ovechkin, I would pick Ovechkin only in situations where he wants the puck because when he wants the puck, he's never losing that battle. He will no. beat every single player. But, if he if he doesn't have a good chance to get the puck or shoot the puck, he's not playing hockey at that point. He's just skating around on the ice.
0: Yep. So I'm trying to think. Matthews is out. He's out for three weeks with a torn Achilles, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: or something like no, that. I, it's
1: not. No, it's uh, it, it's not a torn Achilles. It's something. He would be out a lot, a lot. if he tore. I was like, yeah, Achilles. I was like,
0: Achilles. That's like a season ending. One. I thought that's it was, was like thinking. a
1: sprain. Yeah, I'm like, he's out for eleven
0: months if he it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Maybe a. Sp- Maybe a sprained, like I it was like a knee finger. or hip or something maybe like a, that. I don't maybe know. a finger or something. He's kind of a wussy, yeah. uh, a knee sprain. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. wah, wah, wah. Look, look at me go. You're so smart, Connor. Please. Uh, oh, I was gonna mention the Montreal reverse. I don't know, what the, I don't know what kind of jerseys they're wearing against the wings, but I first turned that on. I thought I was watching Buffalo. <laughs> I
1: was like, yeah, you didn't uh, like those. I, I was like indifferent on them.
0: I didn't care for him. They were not my favorite. Um, yeah. You got any, I know it's been a kind of a short episode. Tyler's usually here. So he fills in. Is anything else like uh Hashik's birthday today? Happy birthday, <laughs> Uh No,
1: nothing, nothing too much. I know that coming out of break, we got the Oilers. So it's always fun to see mm. the Red Wings, how they do against McDavid. And actually, if you look at Larkin, how he's done, he's, he's done really well against uh, McDavid in his career um, point production wise. Um, but and then we said it earlier it's it's a bummer when you run into a hot goalie i don't think the wings played horrible
0: against the islanders oh that doesn't bring up i mean yeah. anytime you're playing the islands at ubs it's it's a tough game right yeah i mean it's one of the
1: harder places to play
0: it is and so I, i'm not upset <clears throat> i'm glad you brought that up because we didn't talk about the islands really i'm not upset with a 2-0 loss against the islanders i didn't think it was a terrible a terrible game in my opinion to, i mean to your point the goalie's just staying on his head shuriken's just he's the best, he's the hottest in the league right now so Shur- shuriken yeah excuse me
1: Sure, uh sure, uh you said the Rangers goalie. Yeah. Which is like they're and they're both like super good too. So yeah. it's like back and forth. I think he won the best in the last year, and this Rorkin's gonna win the list this year. Uh Shirskid and Shir
0: I don't know. I'm not very good with the uh I know. Ethnicity. You know,
1: everybody knows who we're talking about. Yeah. I'm so bad at pronouncing. It. But anyway, yeah, they uh the that that's difficult. I mean the island they I thought they played okay. This kind of goes back to when who they play? Before, where um, we were talking about, you just need to find a way to bury. Oh, the the Flyers, where the Flyers Carter Hart was playing well. Carter Hart's no Sorokin; uh, he's playing well, but I feel like you have to win that game versus the game against the Islanders. There's nothing that you could do when he's making saves. That one that he made on, uh, it was a cross ice pass, and there was a one timer. I forget who. I forget, oh, it was a uh, uh, Hironik. And when I mean, when oh, when a, when a yes. guy's making a save like that, you 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 just have to pack it in and call it and cut speaking, your losses and be like, all right, let's go on break.
0: Speaking of ironic though. Uh, first player, the like first scoring chance of the, um, the Islanders game, great defense came down, hustled, stopped, a, stopped a, a goal scoring chance right off the rip. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of these players, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna start counting it to the coaching. Yeah. And i lot I think can,
1: I mean, that's the only thing that's like a very, I mean, obviously growth within the players and the, yeah, and the but, team getting better, but yeah, that's one of the variables, biggest variable that's changed probably, right? Is coaching.
0: Yeah, so it's gotta be the coaching style. That's what I'm gonna start accounting it to. So Alon, you know, great job with you and your coaching staff there, you know, developing these younger players and developing the players that we have in the team to have a, a a good hockey team to watch. It's a lot better than it has been last year. Um, did you see the Zegras goal where he was talking um it's against Boston? I don't remember who he's talking to. One of the one of the number eleven on Boston. Who is that? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a scrappier player, but anywho, was is like, he scores a goal and then he's sitting there running his mouth to him. And then, so as soon as they're like lining up for a face off, you know, they're like start pushing and stuff. And here comes Marshawn skating back around, of course. But I'm just like, you know, some of these younger players, I get it. You know, there's always, a, it's good to have some swagger, right. And to be confident, but at the same time, I mean, when you're talking to some of these vets, you, you kind of want to watch yourself. And in all honesty, I don't think there should be like a, Oh, don't touch me because I'm Zegris, I'm or don't touch me because I'm Raymond or Cider, or mm-hmm. you know any of these younger players. Like, if you want to run your mouth, you're going to have to pay for it eventually. I, I, I promise you.
1: Yes, and he's not really on a team right now that can run their mouth Help. too much, especially against Boston.
0: Well, who, who's <laughs> going to protect him?
1: What, what'd you say?
0: So who's going to protect? Him? Who's the, who? Who on? Well, who on?
1: that, and you're just on like a garbage team. Yeah, I mean, they got nobody to protect him, um, and you're on a garbage team, and you're playing the best team in the league. Oh, like. Boston's playing the best in the league by far. Oh, hundred uh, percent.
0: So do you think they're going to be a, on Boston real quick? Are they going to pull a Toronto and fizzle out in the playoffs um, or, or are they going to, cause I mean, Boston's been known to make playoff runs. Yeah.
1: Toronto, I don't t- think Toronto's Toronto going. hasn't, I don't know about Boston. I don't know. It's always a, a surprise on what happens. I mean, we've seen the president cup winners get booted in the first round. If you take a look at Florida, uh, was it last mm-hmm. year? It was the first round yep. or the year before. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That's it's tough. And I think Boston's built for the playoffs built for that run a little bit more than some of the other teams. And they've like, to your point, it's not like new for them. All these guys for the most part have been in the playoffs, gone on long runs, but I don't know. I would say that I can, uh, if I had to, like, if you had to bet them or the field, which again, we've had this discussion before of talking about like, what are the odds, but who would you bet on right now? The rest of the NHL or Boston to win the cup?
0: Boston right now. All right. Like if, if, if the playoffs started today, is that what you're like? Is that essentially the question you're asking? I, I no, no, Boston. no.
1: Just like this season, at oh. the end of the season, oh. like okay, See. just a regular like pick a pick uh, the rest of the NHL to be a cup winner, or you pick Boston.
0: I don't know, man. Boston's hot at home. They've been really hot at home, and so they have a good home stand. You know, they they get a couple games at home. They start off the. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I like Boston, but at the same time, yeah. it, it really depends on the second half of the season. We've yeah. seen it happen where a, a teams are hot in the first half. They take an All Star break and they kind of mellow out. Um, Boston still got to play hot hockey. In my opinion, they can't come out and kind of taper down just because they know they're going to make the playoffs. They need, they need to stay, stay hot.
1: They need to stay <laughs> hot and they need to stay healthy.
0: Yeah. hundred uh, percent.
1: Yeah. That'd be the only thing that I could see really taking them down is somebody getting injured and hopefully that doesn't happen just for Boston's sake. But, uh, yeah, I, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. The other team that needs to be, have a good second half of the year. We mentioned it. Let's, let's have the Red Wings finish off this season strong versus last year they were kind of in a similar position right now as they were last year and the difference was they literally just could not win a single game in the second half of the year and they played like the worst team in the league so
0: i mean so they do that the problem is we're still in the bottom of our division right <clears throat> i mean we do have a tough division boston toronto tampa buffalo florida uh, yeah i mean um, that is like the, um yeah, yeah it's one of the toughest but yeah that being said you know what do you remember what we finished last year point wise a little over 80 something
1: was it? You no, know, I thought it was like seventy-eight or seventy-four. Was it, I think it
0: was because I won that bet because it was under eighty-two. I think it was um,
1: seventy-four or seventy-six. Okay.
0: One of the two. Okay. Um, so right now we're at fifty points. So we need to pretty much forty. So thirty-six more games left. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, thirty-four more games left. Excuse me. So we got to win. We pretty much got to win half of those.
1: For, in order to what?
0: To to. We need to win a half to beat our point total for last year. Does that sound Does that sound right?
1: No, we have to win way less than that. Not way less, but we have to win less. Thirty, okay. winning half of those thirty six games remaining. You said, yeah. Winning half of thirty six means you get thirty six points because you have two points per win. Oh, two. So. Right. Yeah. So then you have 36 points added on to the 50 or whatever. That's 80. 86. Over. Yeah. I don't even know if we are we right at 80 or 50 right yeah, now? We're at
0: we're exactly at 50.
1: Yeah. So you have to win a little less than that. You have to go just under 500 to get uh, to be better than last year. I think that you want to be right. I I don't think they're going to be 500. I think they're going to have a couple overtime losses, which is going to get them into that 86, 80, mid 80s. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. Uh, last year, if you, again, if you look at their win loss in the second half of the year, it was really bad. So what I want to see, I'm not expecting them to go into playoffs or make a run. 74 get, points Connor. Yeah. 74. I'm not expecting them to be getting into the wild card right now. Again, that's always like the goal. That's what the players should be going for. But for me, it's finishing the year off strong and showing growth year over year. Cause right now they're om- they're better than they were last oh. year, but they need to be playing.
0: the full God season. in 2021, we had 48 points, dude. Yeah. And the year before that, we had 39 points. Oh, my God. At least we've been progressing. I didn't realize it was that. Man, we were really bad there for a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Well, sun sun's upon us, hopefully. You know, soon we'll be seeing the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um. Oh, so next week, we will pr- we probably won't be recording. It's an all-star break. So I think the boys are going to take a break. Uh, not really much hockey. We're not going to cover the all-star break. We will probably the following we'll up, talk. Uh,
1: we'll talk about it after. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to have an episode on it
0: yeah so uh everyone enjoy uh i can't really can't really enjoy a week without hockey but you know take mm. it in stride and well, let's get the enjoy out some here.
1: enjoy some football today uh oh yeah will be divisional tomorrow so divisional championships
0: nowhere. or conference or what is
1: that uh it's the the, the conference because it's the nfc AFC, okay. which is like and the c i think stands for conference right so
0: yeah so and then we got the uh so two weeks from now we'll have the super bowl right
1: uh is it two weeks or do they have a break in there at some point it's the it's no i think it is two weeks yeah 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 it's two right. weeks because they take a so, week off it's like the uh what is it so it's not the 11th or maybe it is yes yeah, the 11th it's the 11th i'm sorry that's saturday it's the 12th okay i think that's super bowl it's, sunday is the 12th all
0: right so it's the 12th so we'll have an episode before then right we'll be recording uh, that day
1: we'll be recording that day
0: all right, so we are recording that day. So we'll give our Super Bowl picks on yep. that Sunday. So hopefully when we come out Monday, all three of us are right. But mm-hmm. I'll make sure to have the boys submit them so we can post them on the Instagram and they'll be they'll be uh viewable. Yep. Everything else? Uh oh, thank you for everyone who's bought a wing sauce putter cover. Really appreciate the sport. Hatch golf. Thank you so much. Um we're at some point we're gonna have Sean on to kind of talk about um, his golf company. He used to play hockey back in the day, so he, he loves hockey. Um, talked a little bit about that. And um, yeah, thank you for the support. And let's get the fuck out of here. And we'll see you guys later.